This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, in keeping with the theme of Game Week 10, I did consider not showing up for the recording and uh, you'd have to have an auto sub for this week's episode. (laughs) How did you fare with all these blanks, all these players that were no shows? Yeah, it was. Well, here, Brandon, let's just let's let our listeners set the table. okay? and then and then I will comment after that. So we're jumping right into this week's episode. Brandon. No, no, no foreplay at all. We're just we're just going right into the pod. Nope. Shoes, shoes on, pants on, shirts on, just right into it. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I hope you're I hope you've you've girded your loins, people. Um, David Geckel says, I set a record for most players that didn't play at all in my FPL career with five. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Oh, and I wildcarded. Oh, you know, we have a friend. He was actually hit a humble brag of the week a couple weeks ago, Brandon, Jeff Uh Petter, who was 2K in the world when he wildcarded. And no big every, deal. Every, everything, everything fell apart on that wild card. He, he it was the it was the bold. A lot of I think a lot of managers did this. The like the wild card that you just wild carded out all of the Liverpool players, right? You were just like, you know what? No yeah. Salah, no Mane. Yeah. Maybe they you know probably kept Robertson, which didn't help well, this week anyway. And the internet was awash in articles last week. There was a great one on the Ringer that was making the rounds, basically saying Manchester City is the greatest club. Uh, or has the greatest squad to ever play the game. And they're the only team that matters in the Premier League at the moment. Right. So, right. I mean, not that I'm going to argue that, but clearly they're the, they're the best sides statistically. Except for Benjamin Mendy, who I, I think he, I think they actually canceled his contract. I think that he is. <laughs> yeah, what, a, what a poor what a poor showing against Spurs. We could get, we could talk totally about that. He was totally fine. He was a five out of 10. The, the way people were talking about him on Twitter, I, I'm actually surprised that like Man City isn't starting legal proceedings against him. <laughs> Like I, I think they might actually try to get him thrown in jail for being mediocre in a tough match. 
uh, on a horrible pitch. Well, uh, just just my my two cents on the Mendy situation is or his performance against Spurs. He is a mercurial player, and that yeah. I don't think that's surprising to anyone. But you'd and, never consider bringing him in now after this horrible performance, right? I mean, <laughs> he's the worst player. It was, was it the worst performance of the last five years, or would you would you say ten? Well, let's see. Uh, who is who is that GK? Who's the Liverpool uh, Carius? It was Loris Carius esque, <laughs> and and that's why and that's why that's why Man City lost five nil, right? Oh no, he kept a clean sheet and wasn't subbed at all, and it was perfect. What? Fun. Okay, whatever, Mister Mendy owner who, who feels spurned <laughs> by social media. Let's let's get off that. So anyway, the yeah. point is, yes, a lot. The trend was to move away from Liverpool and go big on Man City. I don't think anyone was banking on Man City blowing Spurs away this right. week. So yeah, again, patience, patience, patience. Sure, I, I I still don't think that's a bad way to go on your wild card. Mike DePietro says, I don't remember a week when there were so many unexpected blanks. Uh, is there something I should be doing to see this coming, or should I chalk it up to a perfect storm that can't be planned to counteract? So I, I saw you on Saturday night. People who listened all the way through to last week's podcast knew that we had a little a little movie night. We watched John Carpenter's Escape from New York, and then and then as dessert, we watched the original Predator, mm, and uh, it was a very yeah, it was a good, it was a very enjoyable five hours of, of movies. Um, yeah, weirdly, Escape from New York actually made Predator like seem worse. I don't know. I enjoyed I enjoyed Escape from New York more. I didn't expect that. So, anyway, that's neither here nor there, Brandon. When you showed up, though, I was steaming right, and you were, partially, you were. partially because I was. I just I felt like I, I've been holding these two transfers for weeks. Right, I've been sort of. Yep carrying them over, using them one at a time, waiting for the perfect time to use them. And ace up the sleeve, uh, some might say, the the two transfers, the two frees. I I actually wonder if sometimes, I think you can overvalue the two transfers, and I think I I could have used them sooner, to be be honest. And So I finally used them, and I'm like, all right, Arnie is playing uh, Leicester. Leicester, you know, terrible defensive team. Uh, You know, just like Arnie, like amazing run of fixtures coming up. Uh, and then to fund the Arnie move, I dropped Richarlison uh, for uh, for Kennedy, right? And so this is – the Kennedy to me is sort of I, – I, listen, it's only one game week and he picked up three points. It wasn't like a complete disaster. But I'm already feeling a little bit of the Ben Me move that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you made a few yep. weeks ago. Just this like you, you know, what was you, I doing? You know, you know it when, as soon as it happens, that feeling, that creeping yeah. feeling. Yeah. I mean, Fulham are bad, but Newcastle are bad. Like Fulham are bad and they're fun to watch. Newcastle yeah. are bad and they're no fun to watch. And it's, it's you know, so now I have to watch Kennedy play, you know, which I just don't want to do. Because <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. don't want to watch this team, you know. And I don't blame Rafa Benitez or, you know, the players. I mean, they're defensively they're all right i don't know just like it's the team doesn't have a midfield right it's just like it's it's not a fun team to watch so anyway so i'm kind of steaming about that and then then arnie doesn't play and you know it was just you know apparently he hadn't even trained for a couple of days and so i just go on this long rant and we sort of at first my rant was just about all these so-called injury people who like like the only expertise they have is to like transcribe press conferences and pass them on to Yep. Uh, pass them on to Twitter. And I, and then you guys sort of, we were with our friend Trevor too, and you guys sort of talked me down and you were like, listen, they're doing a valuable service. They're yeah. aggregating content so we don't have to do it ourselves, which which I do agree with. And so I, I got enough to do, Josh. You think I have time? <laughs> right. So I, the pivot I made was that we just, we deserve better as FBL managers. We deserve someone who has actual knowledge about these clubs, inside contacts. Yeah. There, there has to be some, some 
some journalist out there who's been, you know, maybe they maybe they just got laid off from the Guardian or something, and they you know they have contacts in these clubs. Who's the get, journalist who's going to step up and say, "I'm going to work the FPL right. beat, and I'm going to leverage those actual <laughs> yeah. contacts"? Anyone but that, Jamie Jackson, right? So, <laughs> so, so, so the the famous breaker of the Aguero arrested rumor sure, game week two. Sure, sure, sure. So you know, so, someone though with actual contacts will reemerge as an insider expert, and they'll start charging like nine ninety nine a month or some. <laughs> ridiculous amount of money and i would probably pay it just to have actual knowledge (laughs) of what's going on because once it broke it was like oh yeah he hasn't trained for days you know he's been sick and it's like that never came up no one one talked about that i've got two things to say one is i used to uh, go by my rule of instagram and if your players appear in the team's uh training montages on their team's Instagram feeds that means they're there but that has been exposed somebody found a post from Manchester United with Chris Smalling at training and it was actually the same picture they used about a year ago (laughs) so so that's nothing that's nothing to go by Uh, granted uh, Chris Smalling has a completely different haircut at this point but maybe it was a couple months I don't know right anyway the other thing I would say is uh it's not that we uh, yeah it would be cool to have a journalist working that beat but also with regard to the existing injury accounts Right. Yeah, they they are good and they provide a valuable service. I think FPL managers still need to step back and say, um, you're you're not getting all the information from them. So it was kind uh, of like the emperor has no clothes kind of moment. Right. Where you're like, oh, that's right. These guys don't know anything. Well, you know, it's not that they don't know anything. They know some things. They just don't know everything. Right. But they know the same things. They know the same things we do, though. I mean, do you think that – and I'm not going to call anybody out here by name, but I mean, do you think that any of them actually have knowledge that we don't have? I mean, even these Liverpool accounts that tweeted out that the, the lineup was going to be unchanged from from the Champions League, there's three changes to that lineup, including the, you know, uh, what, the third highest owned player in Liverpool – uh, on that team, you know, so I've what is the uh, so. uh, let's give a shout out. You you checked one article when we were having this discussion that rounds up all press conferences on Fridays before the weekend deadline. Yes. FPL Connect. All right. I will shout out FPL Connect. Just just like go to that one place on Friday and they will aggregate all of the pressers that happen. You don't need to read any more of these injury experts because they don't know anything. Okay, and I'm sorry. I don't mean to be insulted. They just don't. And so just read this press conference roundup and you'll be fine. Okay, okay so that, that that's our screed editorial for for the week. Uh, shall we move on and talk about our game? Yeah, weeks? I mean, to answer, to answer Mike's question, he didn't do anything wrong. It's just that nobody knows anything. And every now and then you're going to have a week like this where uh, this kind of thing is going to happen. But if Arnautovic hadn't, you know, trained for two days, uh, somebody probably should have known about that. Where are the drones over these training <laughs> grounds? <laughs> All right. So uh, how was your game week 10? You know what? You had a good one. I had a bad one. So let's talk about yours first, and then I can just kind of pretend that I talked about mine already, and we can move on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the points that I coveted from my bench last week with Matt Ryan and Cathcart on Watford, I finally got this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started Cathcart on the bench, but because Robbo didn't play, Cathcart came in for me with his clean sheet. So Matt Ryan, Cathcart, both heroes, and I finished on 77 points. Okay. And it looks yeah, like they've, my, just, they've just updated overall rank, Brian. If you refresh your page, yeah. Okay, let me refresh. I think I got a green arrow. Yep. So I'm moving up from around 21k overall to 15,935. So a nice Bad. green arrow. It's been 
at least three, probably four weeks since I've got a green arrow. So this feels good. Patience paid off with Ryan Fraser. Bournemouth had a terrific game, predictably, against Fulham. And uh, we're going to talk quite a bit about Bournemouth and Fraser and Wilson coming up and and what to do with them as their fixtures turn. The armband on Mo Salah paid off. Uh, mm-hmm. So what do you what, uh, real quick Salah is what is what is the narrative here Salah's back I mean now he's he's what scored three goals and three if you I if mean you, we I, I I think that we you know have talked about patience all season and you know you had to wait out a couple of bad fixtures I mean the worst the worst run he had was two blanks in a row right like just wasn't was never that bad yeah. you know yeah. and now he's on five goals and four assists in the season um, and now they're you know. They play Arsenal away, which is not a fixture that should be scary for anybody. Uh, they play Fulham at home, Watford, Everton, Burnley. I mean, their next run of fixtures is fantastic. Um, you know, his minutes have been managed, you know, reasonably well. He got subbed off early in the Champions League match. Um, so he's certainly going to play in that Arsenal game. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I could see him maybe getting arrested for Fulham at game week 12. But, I mean, I think he's just back to a must-own player again. And... Basically, um, the story hasn't yeah. changed since King yeah. Week One. Just I mean, keep, yeah. stick with him. Uh, the The money issue is is something that is um, still compelling when you're talking about getting in a bunch of Manchester City players, like we were talking about at the top of the show. Yeah, but. it's it's annoying, but I mean, if he's <laughs> if he's back to the player he was before, which all of the sort of indicators, all the sort of you know, I hate I hate this term, but all of the kind of underlying stats seem to indicate. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as you can deal with him being dispossessed a lot and never getting three bonus points, then yeah. then it's fine. Yeah, I mean, only he could get a goal and two assists and not th- get three bonus points, right? That is like perfect Salah. H- had Mane not come in with the brace, Salah would have. Well, I guess I guess it was a wash. Well, not even a wash. It was a net gain for Salah to provide that assist for Mane's brace. Uh, yeah. Just to lock in those two point bonus. Anyway, yeah. last bit of, last bit of patience on my team was Alonzo, who we talked a fair amount last week, comes in with an assistance and bonus. So I'm glad I stayed the course with him. And yeah. I am now in your situation. I banked a transfer. Looking mm-hmm. at my team, and I don't know what move I'm supposed to make going into game week eleven. Um, I've got I've got all these midfielders that I'm not sure which one to move on. Is it Madison? Is it Fraser? Right. Uh, certainly not hazard uh, what do i do the long-term move i want to make is to bring in ederson for either matt ryan or patricio wow i wish i was you sounds like you're you got a fun week ahead <laughs> um yeah i'm back down to a measly one transfer and uh i finished on uh 62 points which uh is i suppose not that bad it's, it's not I, I know it's not that bad um i uh, dropped about ten thousand spots i was 13k in the world and I'm 23k. So, um not 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 dire. I mean, I you know, I think going into last week's podcast, I was you know, 13k, liked my team and had two free transfers and so that's kind of the moment when you you hope you want to like push on a little bit, you know, but certainly, you know, it wasn't like I dropped out of the top 100k or something like that. You know, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. So, um just kind of a frustrating game week though again, you know, to to you know, have these transfers and then burn one on on Arnie, you know, now who I I mean, Hopefully he plays this weekend. I mean, 
we'll see, right? I mean, it's uh, you know, I, I brought in an injured player, so get your, you know, get your flu shots, everyone. Yeah, Eden Hazard. You know, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. It was a, it was like it was the boy who cried Europa League moment. You know, it was like mm-hmm. you know, for years and years, managers have invented flimsy excuses for why their top players can't play in the Europa League, and it turned out for once it was actually true. You know, it's hard. Uh, didn't play in the Burnley match. Did, didn't matter in the end. Um, so it was it was okay. I mean, getting Mendy's uh, clean sheet today that was like a nice kind of. I felt like it was like steadied the ship a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, the, the real issue was just that you know, I mean, it was nice to have Salah as a captain, but he you know he was the most captain player, um, and you know, Alonso fifty percent owned. Basically, everyone I had that wasn't highly owned. Uh, didn't really do anything, and uh, you know, Zard didn't play, Arnie didn't play, and so, and then Hoiberg didn't play too. Which, um, you know, like in theory, it's like, oh, who doesn't care? Who cares if <laughs> you know Pierre Emile Hoiberg plays? Yeah. But in the end, it meant I only got one point from one Basaka instead of three from Hoiberg. You know, assuming that um, that Newcastle Southampton match is, is still no nil if he plays. Now, so, if he plays, um, that's a totally different game. I think Newcastle <laughs> just rampages all over Southampton. Well, it's not like that isn't like that's like a good fixture for him. I mean, it, oh, it's sure, possibly sure. could have got a you know a, a he could have he could have shot from uh, twenty five yards out instead of forty <laughs> yards out. <laughs> exactly. I mean, certainly that's a game where I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been horrible if you told me going in. Oh, you're going to have an injury and Hoiberg's going to play. I'd be like, yeah. okay, that's fine. You know, like it's it's a decent time to play him. So um, I ended up playing a, a five at the back unintentionally uh, because of uh, all the injured players. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, it was just a, it wasn't it wasn't a fun week. And I, you know, the player that really, I mean, okay, so the Mitro thing. Um, I mean, anyone who has Mitro right now is so frustrated because you know this, that whole team is just like it's like a whole. It feels like a total stay away right now. You know, and yeah. yet they play Huddersfield away in game week 11. I know. It, and it's, it's almost it's the best time for that fixture to come up for Fulham because they desperately yeah. need a, right. a weakened opponent. But it's yeah. the worst time for FPL managers because yeah. now we have this like, uh, do I do I stick or twist? Do I buy Saul yeah. Holt? I think um, that Mitro is uh, if, unless you're on a wild card, you have to hold him for one more week. I, I don't know how you could drop him away to Huddersfield, right? And you just, mm-hmm. I just, you just can't do it. Um, I mean, unless there was like, I, I don't know, if you had the money. And the problem is, you know, a lot of the players that you'd want, like a lot of the players that are kind of like for like don't have great fixtures anyway, right? Like, you know, Bournemouth playing Man United, um, you know, Wolves, if you want to bring in Rule, you know, they play, uh, they play Spurs. It's just not, even if you were able to upgrade to like an Arsenal forward, you know, they play, Liverpool at home and Liverpool's defense is solid this year, you know, so, um, you know, so it just feels like a, a week to hold. Good. We're going to talk a lot more about midfielders coming up. We're yeah. going to talk a yeah. bit more about the situation with Mitro. Let's do a right. little housekeeping first, Josh. We, yes. we have no update on the Super League right now because, uh, you know, the FPL site is famously slow in updating. So (laughs) as soon as the Super League gets updated, we will throw a top 10 up on our Twitter feed at Hail Cheaters. Give us a follow there to to keep tabs. And then moving on to Patreon, a couple of new thank yous this week at the Embakani level. We've got Wayne Walsh, Joe and Brian Faye. Thank you guys for your support. If you want to support the podcast, visit us at Patreon.com slash Always cheating, where you can see more at the various tiers, levels of support, where you can get cool, fun stuff, special leagues. We've got T-shirts that are just mailing out to our uh, Volks. Yeah, it's the Volkswagen and producer-level patrons who get the T-shirts. Those are actually – some of them are in the mail as we speak. 
So, uh, and, and another, uh, couple of updates on Patreon, Josh, you launched the suicide contest this week. Yes. We have a, the suicide league, uh, launched this week. If you join by this Friday, you, I will give you a league code and you can participate in it. The winner gets one of these new always cheating t-shirts and they look, they look awesome. They really, um, Brennan, Brennan, if you like any of the design stuff that we do, um, then you'll, you'll like this as well. Um, it's really very cool shirt. If you look at the avatar on our Twitter page, you can see it. And anyway, we're, we're giving that out to the winner of the contest. Uh, it's it's not a fantasy contest. It is um, basically you 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 log in and you pick a team to either win or draw. They just can't lose uh, mm-hmm. in starting the game week eleven. Um, and uh, what makes it tricky is you can only pick the same team once, right? So um, you know it's tempting to start off with Man City, but then you can't get Man City again. I don't know. It's a, it's it's we we've done. I think this is our third time doing it, and the uh, simplicity it's, it's of, of it is yeah. its beauty. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, in order to be involved in the Suicide League contest, you had to become a Patreon supporter. Again, Patreon.com/slash Always Cheating. And yep. the last thing we'll mention that's available to our subscribers at the moment is our Starting Eleven Retro Kit contest. This contest is, of course, brought to you by our friends at Starting Eleven Daily Fantasy, the app available for your iphone and android and uh of course the game is updating so we're not going to have a big announcement on the pod but whoever is the uh manager with the most points at the end of this game week in our patreon supporters uh, fpl mini league is getting a retro shirt from three retro.com so whoever you are out there listening i'm so happy for you and you will shortly be getting an email from us about <laughs> what kit you want and uh where we're going to send it but good news for everybody else the November Retro Kit Contest from Starting Eleven starts a pronto. So uh, in order to be involved, yeah, just join our Patreon page and we'll set you up. Brennan, just one quick thing. I was looking at our top 10. Uh, guy Guy, uh, Wilnaldum Leviosala is uh, number nine in the world right now uh, and number one in the Always Cheating Patreon League. So uh, one of our Patreon supporters is in the top 10 in the world right now, which is pretty cool. So uh, be like Wineldum Leviosala and uh, become a Patreon today. Uh, if you didn't guess at the top of the podcast, this is a great week for rants. So we have a few <laughs> rants of the week. First one comes from listener Tim O'Sullivan. I have a question. If you go from 16K to 200K in two game weeks, do you A, quit, B, pretend someone hacked your FPL account, or C, Email Richard Scudamore asking for a second chance. Brennan, uh, this is uh, this is a good question because this happened to me last year. The, the famous <laughs> right around the time of the the famous uh, uh, my like my minus eight where I brought in two defenders, one of whom didn't play, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> one of whom was the the famous um, Holobos. Um, and I was around 20 K and then I, I dropped out of the top 100 K and then out of the top 200 K like a week later. Um, so you don't, you don't quit. Uh, you don't pretend someone hacked your FPL account. You just get a podcast and you complain about it every week for about 10 weeks. And, uh, that's, that's, that was, that's my advice. I think it's great advice. All right. Next rant comes from our friend FPL Duke who simply says, my question for the pod is this. And then there are six sobbing (laughs) emojis. FPL (laughs) uh, Duke, always the gentleman says, thank you after that. So (laughs) we wish you the best and uh, a quick recovery, Mr. Duke. That's right. And we met him in London, Brennan. Lovely chap. Lovely chap. 
Uh, Prashant Tawawi says, rant, uh, had it not been for Pogba's stupidity, I could have had three more points for a Marshall assist. Okay, you know, you actually should have had five or six more points because Marshall missed an unbelievable chance at the end of that game. Oh, he, uh, uh, Prashant's got you covered here if you if you read on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and four more points for a shot clean sheet. And then Marshall missed a sitter in the end. Uh, a move from a Charleston to Marshall could have been magical with two goals and one assist. Brandon, this is an interesting point uh, that, that he that he brings up here. Um, because when I I made a mistake that I I had it's, it's a mistake that I had made the last couple of seasons that I have not been making as often this year, which is to kind of wash the current week down a little bit and or, or sort of not not have the strongest possible team for one game week because I'm trying to plan for three or four game weeks at once. Yeah, right. right? So there the, were a the lot Walcott of different, effect. There were a lot of uh, players that I was considering bringing in. David Brooks. Um, I was considering, um, if you can believe, well, I was considering Perea. I was even considering uh, one of the a long time always treating troll and. Um, uh, Gerald De, Gerard De La Feu. Um, <laughs> well done, like, bravo. <laughs> virtually every Gerald player that game. I, <laughs> virtually every player that I considered for that Richarlison slot, including Richarlison, uh, delivered this game week, and instead I'm stuck with Kennedy. Uh, all because <laughs> I was all because I was scared of more difficult fixtures down the line for these players. Don't make this mistake. Like prioritize the game week game in front of you. Now don't be crazy, right? I mean, you know, like, like you can't like you know you don't drop like super like you know like I don't know. Like there 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 are like crazy versions of this, but like don't don't neglect the game week that's in front of you in order to have good game weeks down the line. It's just it's not the right way of thinking about it. I mean, just in well, hindsight, it was like why don't I just bring in David Brooks? Like Man United is they're not keeping clean sheets this year. Confucius said, uh, "Game week in hand is worth uh, two yeah. in the bush." How does that go now? Yeah, something like he says, "It may live in interesting game weeks." So it's it's all <laughs> true. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, Josh. The more you know. Final rant of the week comes from Jeff FPL Thunder. How is it possible for my quote dream time midfield to turn into a selection of doubts and overpriced gambles so quickly? I'm calling it the Schneiderling Freuden. <laughs> so you know, you it's uh, this is just how this is how the game works, Brandon. This is part of what makes it fun. You know, yeah. it's uh, yeah, we're moving. I, I I like that we're sort of moving out of the template. You know, yeah. the, the template stuff is always overrated because the template shifts like every week, but it does feel like. There, there's a chance to really move things around. There was a, a few weeks ago, it seemed like Madison, uh, you know, just like, like there were like so many players that just felt like good, solid, locked into your team players, right? Like you can just have yeah. them for, for weeks and weeks. And now Arnie's a doubt. Mitro is a doubt. Madison is a doubt. My beloved Kennedy is a doubt. You know, even, you know, even uh, Wolves, you know, have uh, conceded two matches in a row and they're yep. about to play Spurs yep. and Arsenal back to back. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, I, I think that, you know, the template never lasts very long. And so that's, it's, I'm, I'm glad that it's breaking up pretty quickly. Yeah. So we are in the midst of a great template reshuffle right now. So we're going to talk a lot coming up in the meat of the pot about mid price mids is, is Barkley for real is Martial mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about Mitro answer some of your striker questions, but first, before we have a quick break, a new section fail of the week, this one came to us on our Patreon Slack forum. It was about 10 minutes left to go in the Man City Spurs match, and I see Red Dagger post 
to our, our main feed, he just says, oh, shit, I forgot to pick up my kid from school. And this wasn't a this this wasn't a joke. This was for real. I saw a message right before we started recording. Is like, yeah, my my son's teacher was really mad at me. So th- this is this is perhaps the most FPL thing I have ever seen yeah. happen. This online isn't the before. American sports fan experience, Brandon. He's in the West Coast here, right? So yeah, it was like yes. three o'clock. Yep, yep. All right, Brandon. Uh, let's take a very quick break, and uh, we'll get back to a mid-priced mids debate. Brandon, we're back. Part one, the mid-priced mids debate, a.k.a. our Ross Barkley and Tony Marshall for real. Yeah, uh, so many questions coming out of Game Week 10 about what to do with the uh, the old guys. We've, mm-hmm. we've lost our taste for James Madison, Ryan Fraser, and even right. Richarlison. So we've got lots of, lots of questions about should we be replacing these guys with, with the new boys, Ross Barkley or... Uh, Anthony Martial, as you said, squad goals sends us a message. A lot of promising six to seven million ish midfielders surfacing right now. In what order would you rate them? Okay, so now here's the here's the rogues gallery, Josh, of of mid price. I guess you would qualify these as third, third tier midfielders. Yeah, Yeah, maybe fourth, depending on the uh, on Mm -hmm. what their price is. We've got Shakiri, who's starting to make more frequent appearances for Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Barkley, of course, Martial, (laughs) Fraser, Pereira, uh, Sigurdsson, and uh, who's who's definitely one of the more expensive guys on this list, James Madison and Richarlison. So if you're looking at just this list, and I think we could add a few as we go on with the discussion, who are you rating best uh, first to worst, I guess? Well, it's a lot of players to rank. Um, I think that I don't know. I, I'm sort of coming uh, perhaps, around. And get... Perhaps this can help you frame it. The, yeah, uh, okay. Another question from Monsieur Farg: Sell Richarlison mm-hmm. and Madison straight up. He's just gone right there. Sell Richarlison yeah. and Madison for Martial and Barkley. How moved that's, are you by these recent performances? That's that's so Farg. That's classic Farg. <laughs> um, I would. Oh, wait, you gotta sell Richarlison before our home match, like to Brighton. Um, you can't do that. Uh, Madison to Martial, if you could do that just straight up, if you had enough money in the bank, that move I'm a fan of. And the, okay, so I, okay, between Barkley and Marshall, Martial, how would you say his name? I'm just gonna <laughs> call him Tony. All right, he's Tony from now on. Absolutely. Uh, between between Ross and Tony, uh, I think those guys are both members of the cast of Friends. Um, <laughs> they, I don't. I am still not a believer in Ross Barkley. And maybe I'm just okay. So maybe you don't have to be a full believer in him because he's not expensive, right? He's five point eight. Another midfielder I could have brought in this game week. Uh, he um, had seventeen points. Uh, he has a thirteen point haul two weeks before. He picked up a goal in the Man United match. Um, he has, I guess, what does he have? He has four starts on the season. Although one of them only went fifty nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Didn't start between game weeks three and we had one start between game week three and game week nine. Um, probably wouldn't have started this match if Hazard uh, had been had been healthy. Uh, a lot of competition in those midfield slots as well. Yep. Um, it, yeah, we, we I, had a very yeah. thoughtful post uh, on our Slack from Vinyl Ritchie, who's a great manager in his own right, talking a bit about the Conte, Jorginho, Kovacic rotation. And depending on the type of fixture, the the formation that Sarri is going to go with, Barkley is always going to be a bit in doubt because, yeah, there are so many options in that Chelsea midfield. 
Yeah, it's I, I, yeah. I guess that's the concern. I mean, I don't know that he is necessarily a guaranteed starter on that team when 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 Hazard is healthy, and um, I'm not sure that he offers everything that you know Kovacic offers when 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 he. I don't know, like especially in like an, in a in a tougher game, you know. Um, I I mean the thing is, as a short term punt, I'd probably don't mind it, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Palace and Everton at home the next I mean Palace Everton and Fulham at home in three of the next four it's probably not an awful punt I think it's possible I guess just just to circle back to what I was saying a minute ago I think it's possible to not be a believer in him in, in like a, in like a long-term way and still mm-hmm. feel like it's reasonable to bring him in because he's so cheap <laughs> you know it's so easy to do I actually feel the opposite I am a believer in Ross Berkeley I've I've always had a soft spot for him back at to his Everton days oh, and it's nice to see him find some form screamers <laughs> But uh, FPL-wise, I don't have any faith in him. I mean, when he was at a regular starting role at Everton, he he was Theo Walcott's level of promise, 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 finally bring him into your squad and completely roll out the troll red carpet for you. Right. And um, but it's an it, interesting comparison with Martial. Martial is, comes from that Mesut Ozil school of body language where I watch him yeah. play and like, you're you're an exceptional footballer, but you yeah. kind of don't want to be here right now. And right, where Bar- question, true, true or false? Is Barkley the white Andros Townsend? Uh, are you are you uh, referencing the distance from which Townsend <laughs> is uh, liable to shoot from? Well, they both, yeah, they both uh, can be a little ball hockey. They both like to shoot from distance. No, um, Bar- Barkley is like. A hundred times the player that Andros Townsend is. Barkley has okay. at least has close I, control. He can play through the middle, uh, okay. which you know I, I think there's uh, that is a skill in and of itself. So okay. that's, that's uh, yeah, how I fair feel. enough. Fair enough. I, I I'm not really I'm not really a fan of Barkley or or his or his game to be totally honest. But uh, his but quiet I also didn't personality. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like either one, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I uh, I guess I th- I think I have a thing against people who try to hit forty yard screamers all the time. Like that is like a people who do that. It's it's like a it's like a very ball hoggy point guard who likes to jack up threes from like when they're covered, you know, behind the three point line or something. Yeah, it's like it's just a trait that I don't like in a, in somebody. Ross Barkley um, does belong yeah. to the exclusive club of players that did celebrate before their goal actually crossed the goal line. So uh, I, I'll <laughs> love him forever for that Everton celebration. Martial that, that's like, is, that's like is, some real Firmino stuff, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Martial, I think it's the safer bet just um, for assured starts. My issue is yeah. uh, he's he is a mercurial player. Going back to my Ozil right. point, and I don't think yeah. I'm confident what I'm get going to get from him week to week. His numbers are even better than I realized. I, I didn't realize he had four goals and an assist in just his last three matches. Uh, kind of seven point four million. You know, he really is a reasonably priced player. I mean, I could I could move Madison to Marshall right now, and uh, it that is kind of tempting to be to, to be honest. Uh, you know the Man City derbies in game week twelve, which which makes it a little a little less tempting. Here's um, another here's another yeah. layer for that though. I think a lot of it depends on Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba had a great game over the weekend and uh, yeah. feeding great great passes. The the assist for Martial's goal was just perfectly weighted. I think a lot of Martial's FPL output is going to come down to your faith in Pogba 
putting some uh, consistency together in feeding the players up front. So uh, yeah, I don't know if, if we need to take that into consideration or not, but I think we do. Yeah, well, uh, it's you mean like Pogba as an option or just Pogba? No, not not no no. I don't mean to say that Pogba is. We should be looking to FPL. We should be looking to Pogba for our teams more. That if you believe that Martial is going to continue to produce, I believe that that means you also have to believe that Pogba will continue to play exceptionally going forward. Yeah, um, well, that's that's fair, and you know, I guess. You you know I I assume that Lukaku will not be coming off the bench on a regular basis, which um, you know may have helped Marshall as well. Though I do think they can play together. I think what the thing about Marshall is that I mean it's not like Mourinho, it's not like a like a player can't get consistent attacking returns out of out of a Mourinho team, right? It's he's had this issue finding the right midfield combination, like basically since he's been at Man United. But, you know, you go back to his Chelsea teams, I mean, Eden Hazard had an extraordinary season, you know, the year that they won the league under Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think maybe the, the first two years under Mourinho, you know, if the, not, not including the third year when he got sacked. Um, so, I mean, you know, and like, and those players played consistently too, right? I mean, I think that year that... Like a um, virtually Chelsea, unchanged lineup throughout the entire season. Exactly. So I, I don't think that... I think that Marshall is probably pretty safe, you know, uh, more safe than than Barkley. I'd say it's kind of hard to compare them because the you know Marshall is so much more. Expensive. I mean, one point six million when you're talking about midfielders, it almost feels like a different bracket in your team, you know, like in terms yeah. of where you where you slot them in. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've got Kennedy, so I'm fine, you know. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't dream of moving my beloved Kennedy, but um, yeah, you're yeah, you, that's that's FPL gold right there. <laughs> ain't, ain't broke, don't fix Kennedy. it, Josh. Yeah, exactly. I'm on Hiana's port right now with the, <laughs> the Kennedy family. Yeah, um, yeah, yes. yeah. So let's talk about some other players in this list, though. Uh, Richarlison, um, I thought he played better. Yeah, let's talk about Sigurdsson and Richarlison together, maybe. Yeah, so I think. Uh, yeah, you last week um, were, were shutting out Sigurdsson a little bit, and I was I was still kind of reluctant to to go along with that. But um, I was really impressed with how well he played in this match. Uh, I thought that yep. uh, with better finishing from some of his team, he played some really nice through balls. He really looked like he was in form. Um, he had a I great mean, okay, so, uh, yeah. look at goal two with that incredible header where he came crashing into the box. So there yeah. is still quite a bit of goal threat coming from Siggy right now. So he's got uh, so it's this cra- the, you know the crazy splits right now for this this team where they've got um, you know Brighton at home followed by Chelsea away, Cardiff at home and Liverpool away. So only two of those four would you really want him, you know? And so I I guess I would I mean okay if you had to pick between Marshall and Sigurdsson, who would you pick? Or I'll throw a Charleston in there too. If you had to pick between those three. Yeah, well, Sigurdsson is the FPL, the classic FPL pick because you can put all of these uh, add-ons onto Sigurdsson. He's on set pieces, mm-hmm. dead balls, penalties, all that sort of thing. Plus, he's he's exhibiting some goal threat. Martial, um, for the great form he is, uh, still poses some rotation risk depending on how Mourinho feels week to week. Um, but his Martial's one attribute is goal scoring. So I don't know. I, I look at Sigurdsson a little more closely than Martial. Richarlison, yeah. I, I think yeah. um, some, some it's much as being made about his move to striker. Is it bad for him? Is it good for him? I thought he did look 
I mean, he didn't look any worse than Lukaku has this uh, season playing up front. I think it was his best. I haven't like seen the stats or anything, but it, it certainly felt just like from an eye test, like it was his best match as striker. Yeah. Like he had sort of figured out how to maybe play. It, it kind of makes sense, right? That it would take him a while to figure out how to play in that position. Yeah, you know? presumably longer um, than yeah. than he's had. So it progress seems to yeah. be moving along probably faster than one would guess. Yeah, so I'm certainly feeling a lot of regret about not just holding him. That was that was a mistake, and I, I'm just kind of hoping, you know, that's whatever. We all, you know, in a 38-game-week season, every FPL manager is going to make some mistakes. I, I, yeah, I can live with it, but it's kind of annoying. I, I definitely wish I had him on my team right now, um, you know, or at least some, some kind of Everton yeah. coverage. for. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Perea and Fraser. Uh, we, we have these special breakout. We have a breakout session coming up, Josh, for Watford <laughs> and Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I love Shakiri being in this list. I think he's looked amazing for Liverpool, but you you can't go near him uh, with your FPL team thus far. It's not for me. I you know I don't like bringing in players that I have to hold my breath every time the team sheet comes yeah. out. I just you know it's just not fun. I mean, I know you can say that about Pep's teams a little bit too, but but uh, I don't know. I mean, in those teams, if if your guy plays, he's probably going to pick up points. I don't know. Like I guess that's not, that wasn't true today with the yeah. with the with the Silvas both disappointing, yeah. but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not feeling the Shakiri thing either. If he was like 5.5 million and you're kind of like, Hey, if he plays great, you know? Um, but he's like, well, he's still over 7 million, right? Or 7.1 maybe. So, uh, just a little too much money for a, for a rotation prone player. Yeah. I, I, um, he, I he, is, he is very reminiscent yeah. of Oxlade Chamberlain for Liverpool last season. So maybe yeah. as, as he get, he gets more chemistry with the, the triumvirate up front we'll see more of him but if we do then we can revisit yeah and the final uh question was from uh, wang agitos who said maybe he's, he's somewhat knockered a player he's got to replace he says maybe his replacement is a his mendy or a member of ram uh the the uh the paul mccartney nicknamed uh group of um of robertson i mean we're not worried about robertson right that was clearly just a one-week rest yeah. uh yeah robertson alonzo and many i'm so glad that alonzo delivered so we, we don't have any i don't think we had any questions this week about when we can get rid of Alonzo. No, that, that nice, one has been swept under the nice rug change. i like this question from juan because um it goes back to a, something we've been banging on about all season is are we spending too much of our energy trying to find this elusive, perfect mid-price midfielder when the guys who are in that range of $6 million to $7 million are the wingbacks for top six sides who are really delivering the points week after week? Ram. So are, are, well, are yeah, we... I mean, but you can get those... Yeah. You can get those three, but then you, you, you still... You're still going to have to play somebody in the midfield, <laughs> you know? I mean, like, who's – I don't know. There's there's no one in that, like, five – maybe David Brooks, the, the Bournemouth. Yeah, he's 5-1. Uh, midfield. 5-1, yeah. I mean, that's like – there's not a lot to recommend in that in that range, you know? Um, so that – there is there is the – I mean, and if, you, if you're going to play a player like that with any kind of consistency, then you're just going to be getting two points week in and week out and – and I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, maybe that's okay, you know, because if you're going to consistently get attacking returns from from those defenders, but you're really not, you know. I mean, you just look at Alonzo the last 
four or five game weeks right before he came through with the assist in this last one. You know, a lot of times it's just clean sheets and two pointers from them as well. You know, it's just the same as getting goals and 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 blanks from your midfielders. Yeah, you know, right. so um, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think ideally um, you can have those three, and you can have a couple cheap defenders and you can still spend a little more money in that midfield. Yeah. All right. So our breakout session here, we're going to focus on two of the most informed mid table sides, Watford and Bournemouth. Now they're interesting sides because they are in form clean sheets plus mm-hmm. uh, attacking goods, but they have a mixed bag of fixtures. First up it's Watford and they have two enticing fixtures though, away from home, Newcastle and Southampton. Then it's, Liverpool at home, Leicester away, Man City at home. So their two home fixtures in the next five are are diabolical. But we do have a few questions right. on Watford. AJ on our Slack channel says, what are Watford? Are they good? Great? Bad? Mm-hmm. Good value? Bad value? Good attack? Bad defense? Yeah. Good defense? Yeah. Bad attack? Cannot pin them down. Uh, so your, your, your quick impressions of Watford as it stands, Joshua. They are more fun than they've been the last couple of years. I mean, you know, I'm a little biased against them because the way they keep ending these seasons is such a drag, right? Where they're sort of like a fun team at the start of the year and then they basically like lose out, Mm -hmm. right? And they just like, they like lose their last 11 matches and they're just unwatchably bad for like, you know, the final third of the season. So it's like, I still have my guard up a little bit. Like that's going to keep happening, you know? Um, it does seem like kind of all of these – everything's kind of clicking right now, right? It's like Perea is finally staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Etienne Capu is is playing well mm-hmm. again, you know? Uh, it's it's like all of these uh, – it just – you know, the – you know they don't really have a forward, which um, which is kind of interesting. And it's kind of working for them, yeah. right? Um, I mean I think Gerald Del Faye played as a forward in this last match, right? So it's it's an interesting uh, situation with them right now. I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I think their defense is that good. I mean, these teams keep like beating up on Huddersfield, you know. And it's it's like I I never know how good a team is after they get a good win against Huddersfield because like for, Huddersfield decided the only way they're going to score goals is on set uh-huh. pieces and Ross Barkley style screamers from about fifty yards away. Yeah. Like I feel like you know there's this thing in America called goal rush where you're watching. Uh, you know, you're watching some match and then they sort of cut in with highlights from other matches. And I feel like every match now I watch a, an almost goal from a Huddersfield player where they're like right around the halfway line uh-huh. and they, they line up for some, for some mega shot. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then like the goalkeeper uh-huh. makes a save and it always looks great, but it's also like, well, like it kind of just like, was it that hard of a save or did you just have to like move quickly? Yeah. Cause you know, if you didn't have time to do it, I don't know. It's like. It's. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like I, it's, I, it's. I don't know. That team I do, and I, they do seem like they're going to be one of those teams that goes down because they insisted on doing it the right way, and uh, th- they will be right. punished for right. it. Uh, uh, going back to yeah. Watford, a note on their defense. Uh, FPL Ant and also Stephen Toomey, a noted Watford fan, came in with a remark on Kiko Firmina. So he's priced at four point mm-hmm. two, a cheap way into their defense. Firmina is yeah. only playing because Daryl Yanmat is out with an injury. So yeah. um, maybe that's perma-injured Yanmat. Yeah, sure. So um, perhaps a two-week punt. I, I, okay, I'm not going to say two-week punt on Kiko Firmina because two-week defensive right. punts for me, see Ben Mee, uh, have not been working <laughs> on me. But 
Newcastle right. and Southampton, interesting, an interesting opportunity for you to bring in and possibly start yeah. a four point two mil Kiko Firmina. And uh, but but just beware that Yamat might be coming back to displace him. Yeah, and they're both away, and uh, and then they play Liverpool, Man City, and even Leicester away. I mean, they're. I don't really love any of their next five fixtures, mm-hmm. to be honest. Maybe the Southampton one gave me 12. I mean, from the attacking perspective, I think it's perfectly reasonable to look at picking up a, a De La Feo type right at 5.4 million. He's kind of a, um attractive punt, you know, for like a fourth midfielder. But um, just a note on De La Feo, Josh, uh, Danny Bean wrote in, uh, De La Feo is the new Madison. And Danny is only writing in, I know, because... He is one of the more maverick FPL managers I know, and he enjoys that. And he actually captained De La Feu this week. <laughs> I saw that. Outrageous. I saw that. Outrageous. Uh, yeah, I'm glad he did. I beat him in our head-to-head this league, probably as a result of that. Um, yeah, I think uh, – yeah, so I, I guess that's all we have to say about Watford. What about Bournemouth? Then? Yeah, Bournemouth are probably the most in-form mid-table side, but their fixtures are really turning. And in the next five, they're facing United, Arsenal, and Manchester City. In the mix, there are a couple of more enticing fixtures, Newcastle and Huddersfield. So the question here right. is, is everyone's favorite game, buy, sell, hold? Even uh, Matthews Mitzik is playing. He says, Wilson and Fraser, buy, sell, hold. So um, I, I guess the question... Brendan, do you think that... Go ahead. Yeah, okay. So I, I, I'm, to answer your question, I, I maybe buy... To be honest, I, I wonder if they might be fixture proof. Uh, it's not. It's not that I think they're one of the best teams in the league, although it's possible they finish in the top ten this year. But I do believe in them as an attacking force. Right? I don't think it's easy for them to be held scoreless. Yeah. And even though they play Man United and Arsenal in two of the next three, those are both at home, um, and it's sandwiched around a Newcastle away fixture. Uh, they do play Man City in four weeks, but I mean, four weeks is a long time, and um, a lot can happen in four weeks, right? Maybe, and no one, no one does anything against Man City anyway, right? So yeah. maybe you just you just prepare to bench them in, in four weeks. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I think um, I don't know. What do you think? I I do agree with you. Well, I I don't know if I'm going to go so far as to say you should buy these players if you don't have. But I'm a Fraser owner, and I do agree with you in terms of the. Uh, it's not necessary necessarily that I think that Bournemouth is fixture proof, but it's more what do you expect? If I look at uh, Fraser, he's already jumped up to six point one million, but three goals and five assists. Right. He's not returning every game week. So e- even right. against the the likes of uh, so, if I'm looking back at their fixtures, Burnley, Crystal Palace, Everton, he he blanked in those fixtures. So if you're looking ahead to these upcoming City, Arsenal, United fixtures and saying, well, I've got to get rid of my Bournemouth assets, I I do think that's a bit knee-jerky because even if the fixtures were great, your expectations of returns on your Bournemouth assets wouldn't even be getting goals and assists from Fraser or Wilson every single week. That's not why you bring in these mid-priced players. So I do agree it's a... Definitely a hold if you have them. And I don't know, go, going back to our, our broader mid, mid-price, mid-conversation, I don't know where you go to get better value than Ryan Fraser at the moment. Callum Wilson, too, right? I really yeah. – I'm reluctant. I'm a reluctant – I mean, how many how, – how well does he have to play before we finally give him a love in this podcast? Yeah. You know, like we're, te- we're 10 weeks in. I guess it's finally time to – 
to shout him out sure. a little bit. You know, he's he's definitely definitely got it done this year. I mean, you know, it's it's really. I mean, a couple of years ago, I think we all like Callum Wilson, right? I mean, he's when he came up with Bournemouth and uh, he had that knee injury, though. Yeah, exactly. Every time we come to grow to love him, he blows his blow blows out his knee, and and that's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, speaking exactly. of shout-outs, though, you you mentioned him briefly earlier. Adam P. chimes in about David Brooks, 5.1. Three goals in four game weeks. That's an incredible rate of return for somebody who looks like they're they're just got done with their bar mitzvah. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's it's just such a nice, easy move, yeah. you know. Um, I, it's the move I wish I would have made yeah. this week. Yeah. So. Um, all right, Brandon, let's take a quick break. Uh, we're going to get back and we're going to do, uh, we're going to talk about some strikers. And we're also going to do our lightning round. All right, it's time to talk about our friends at Starting 11. Josh, I, I can hear it in your voice. FPL has just got you stressed out. So many players uh, blanking and, and, and you're freaking yeah. out. Yeah, preach. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I know. You're tired of planning for the long term. You're tired of not being able to have every player that you want because you can't squeeze them into your piddly little FPL budget. But here's here's the big <laughs> thing poor, for you, Josh. Poor, my poor piddly Your team. Piddly team. Here's the thing for you, Josh. I know you well. I know that what you want to do more than anything else is to play FPL for cash that's, prizes. I, that's actually like legitimately true. So here's the thing: starting eleven provides us a way to play fantasy uh, Premier League for cash prizes. It's available on your smartphone, iOS, or Android phone, and how you play. Any day there are two or more Premier League matches going, you just fire up the app and you can set a lineup quick as you like, jump into various competitions with people around the world or challenge your friends to those competitions. There is no budget in terms of setting up your lineup. You can have whoever you want, uh, however many players you want from any single team that's playing that day. You can adjust your lineup right up until the kickoff. So what was the big issue in game week 10, Josh? All the all the rotation and, and sickness and unplanned sickness. See, you see, you see the team sheet and uh, you see your players not playing. Go into your starting eleven app. Just knock that player right out. Bring in a new one, no problem. And while the games are happening live, you can make three in-game substitutions. It feels more active and participatory than ever. Yep. So starting one one io, Brandon. Just a final reminder, and this 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 we 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 bore this out in our own gambling experience in the UK. Don't waste your money gambling on things you don't understand. Be smart and participate in a game you do. Uh, check out Starting Eleven. You can find them on Twitter, online. You can download it for your iOS and app, and you can start playing this weekend. Brandon, we're back. The Metro Blues sounds like the Rescue Blues, a great Ryan Adams Indeed. song from the album Got the Gold. Metro Blues. <laughs> Uh, Debendu Mukadri says, uh, do we hold on to Mitchell for one more week as he has Huddersfield this weekend? Uh, is Arnie a good option if he keeps on missing easy games? Uh, Glenn Murray could be a good option also, can't he? So, uh, Brandon, you know, as, as we sort of famously did, we ran through every single forward in the game not so long ago. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if we could do that for the midfielders. That would be like a five-hour podcast. There's all those little 4.2 guys down there, yeah. 4.3 yep. guys. Yep. Uh, Glenn Murray, the player that you famously um, uh, rejected. And, I rejected uh, him, yes. I spurned no, him. Are you? Uh, what do you think about Glenn Murray now? Has anything changed? You hate him as uh, much as ever. What's changed for me with Glenn Murray is I just fear for his health. Uh, <laughs> yeah. come, coming coming back and playing with that massive traumatic brain injury that he suffered yeah. to uh, a week ago. Yeah. Um, 
that is worrying. But yeah, the man continues to score goals at a prodigious rate for for a man who is uh, almost as old as I am. <laughs> so my current thinking is uh, either – so it's, I think that Mitro, regardless of how he plays in the Huddersfield match, may be playing his final match in my team. Uh, I think I am going to keep him for Huddersfield. But Glenn Murray, starting in game week 12, has a very nice little five-week run of fixtures. Uh, Cardiff, Cardiff away, Leicester at home, Huddersfield away, Palace at home, Burnley away. In those five games, if I told you that he got, I don't know, three goals and one assist, would that surprise you? Maybe the one assist would surprise you. Yeah, the not not really an assist guy. Three goals, sure, I I would buy it. I mean, it, it's a great run of fixtures. It is a great run. So um, you're getting emotional over there. Just just take a breath. You know, it's I know you love Murray, but my goodness, I am, this is this is such a tricky conversation to have because um, you want to get Muto, don't you? You got Muto. <laughs> I, want yeah. I want Muto. I want Muto. Now, the strikers at this at this price point are going to be flakes, uh, unless you're Jamie Vardy of old. So, um, I mean, Glenn Murray, I think someone was saying online, this discussion came up and he scored a goal, um, last season and then went on to blank for nine fixtures straight. Right. So he is prone to droughts and he will also be, um, I don't know. I do worry about Glenn Murray as a long-term pick. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, if he didn't look so old, it would be easier to bring <laughs> Is him it in, ageist? Right? Are we being ageist? I, I think that's I the thing. I wonder if so- we are. I genuinely wonder if we are to uh, to a certain degree. He looks like a friar, right? He looks <laughs> like he has the like rounded hair on the oh, outside, bald on top. Stupid hair plugs. Um, you can um, imagine him in like a monk's cloak, right? Like very easily. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maybe what I'm thinking is um, – it's such an uninspired conversation and perhaps, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a bl- perhaps it's a blind spot for me, but do we want to upend the current three up front template? I feel like we've all sort of converged on playing a three, four, three for the last, you know, two, Five three, seasons. four weeks. <laughs> yeah. For forever, <laughs> for a lifetime. <laughs> Maybe we take a little time out for the next few weeks and try our hand at the three five two or the yeah. four 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 two. Oh, we, and, we haven't talked about Ike's success at all. I mean, I don't know if the, does does Ike get you going at all, Brandon? No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, four point five million. I mean, picked up a goal. I don't know. That's not, that is, that is not, that is like getting on the Kamara bandwagon, which, which yes, hand up doesn't exist, never existed. Uh, but no, those, those assets are troubled. Those are assets that you just have to wait until you have a wild card to play, to get rid of them. Success is is only going to be a problem for you. Yeah. Isn't this one of our, uh, top 10, you know, rules for FPL success is that success is going to be a problem for me. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Very prescient, those, those rules. 
<laughs> you're not gonna you're gonna have a problem with success and it's gonna really it's gonna the problem is you're gonna have too much success and you won't you won't know what to do with it and yeah. uh yeah you're gonna you're gonna want to uh get rid of some of that success i will say i will say this maybe this is just i'm putting this on the record so and i won't do it but i can point to me saying it on the podcast to say i told mm-hmm. you so after the fact but i'm quite seriously thinking of dropping metro ahead of the huddersfield fixture yeah for who for what i'm not entirely sure well but, that is the question let's let's yeah. let's walk let's walk through it i mean you've got uh you got seven million in the bank so you've got lots of options there right yeah, the the first the first obvious option which Mood Charlie brings up is I have point five in the bank. And I was thinking of going Wilson to Arnie, so okay. Arnie is is the first one, and both you and I have Arnie, so it's off the table for us. But if you don't have Arnie, I think yeah, go ahead and move Metro to Arnie. For I mean, game maybe week wait a couple of days, right? I mean, he's sure. Yes, he's got that a knee is injury that didn't play, so that is prudent. We've got the the yellow flag, the illness, the knee, and and all that sort of thing. But uh, I think for me, I'm I'm leaning toward this idea of maybe downgrading Mitro to a Jimenez and getting a, a heavier hitter in the midfield like Martial, or maybe even hmm. taking a flyer on. De La Feu, if it looks like he's continued to be healthy and play out of position. But I, Mitro is one of those template players that he's, he's that thing that Theo Walcott was doing to us last season. For whatever reason, right. we've all got it in our mind that we have to have him. It's not working. Fulham is in complete free fall right now. And, you know, you, it's not even interesting to have that discussion of, well, of course, Mitro is a class goal scorer and Fulham, at least their philosophy is to attack. It doesn't matter. They're, they're in the worst form imaginable for a Premier League team right now. And nothing, nothing apart from a gut instinct that he will, that the team will perform well against Huddersfield would say it feels like nailed. he hasn't had a scoring chance in weeks does yeah, it yeah well th- that's another issue yeah perhaps perhaps i am i am in a position where i don't have another fire to put out so i right. am contemplating moving mitro so yeah. uh, i i think that maybe it's bad advice to yeah. uh to a manager that does have other fires to put that's out that's true I, I, for- I forgot how i i should have viewed this through the lens of how good your team is oh that, my, that team might is flawless john <laughs> yeah i mean okay come to, I, my, I think, come to my upcoming ted talk about uh <laughs> how to set an fpl lineup yeah, it is. A, I mean, I, I guess, you know, it's funny because I was just talking about how you could move, how I could move Mitro next week for Glenn Murray. And it's like, even then, it's like, why don't I just move him to Callum Wilson, for goodness sakes? You know, like, it that would be a, you know, I'd, I'd have the money to do it. It wouldn't, you know, I'd, I'd actually have, I'd free up money for it. Uh, they play away to Newcastle in the next game week. I mean, they play home to Huddersfield in game week 15. It's, the Arsenal match wouldn't scare me either. It'd just be, you know... I mean, having played Man City in one of the next, well, I mean, this is assuming I make the move game week twelve, but you know, played Man City one of those four, I should have enough bench strength to bench him for one week, you know. So um, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's funny how even now I feel like we're still not quite comfortable bringing in <laughs> bringing him in, you know. No, yeah, it, yeah, it is strange. He is one of my. Uh, you know, boogeyman players. I where, know, I know. Same, same here. Yeah. I also had him for like a 10 week run of blanks last year, which, which is a hard thing to get over. I mean, it's hard to totally cast that stuff aside, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. We, we can't talk about strikers without talking about Aguero, the man, the myth, the uh, 65 minute legend. 
But uh, have you lost faith? This performance against Spurs, he didn't look all that great, but uh, it's another blank from him and not a full 90. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I lose my faith in him, I'll have nothing left to lose, you know. But I, I do think uh, I, you can't. You got to hold him for Southampton. I mean, yeah. Southampton at home, like he's probably yeah, going to play a, that fixture. A, yeah, it's a captaincy, a, one of the big captaincy options for game yeah. week eleven. So yeah, exactly. It, yeah, drop him at, at your own own detriment. Interesting yeah. question to round out the striker section from Limonk. If the money is not an issue, which two forward combo would you use for the next game? So um, it's almost like we're playing starting 11, Josh. Budget is not an issue. So yeah, if we say that's... Aguero is assumed, do you? Oh, yeah. how, where are we with Aubameyang? Is, is he in the yeah, conversation? Yeah, that's exactly where my brain was going. Um, yeah, I mean, he's tempting. Um, you know, especially game weeks 12 and 13, Wolves and Bournemouth. I don't like the way that he's been coming off the bench sometimes, although mm-hmm. obviously that sounds foolish considering he picked up 27 points and 57 combined minutes, you know, <laughs> and two bench appearances. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's – so just for the next two weeks, so what I pick? It wouldn't be Harry Kane. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it would be – it actually would be Aguero. I mean, uh, especially just considering that – uh, yeah, how good that fixture is the uh, the Huddersfield one. Uh, or, I mean, I mean the Southampton yeah. match. Um, the, this is really the issue: is unless you're the only move that's appealing is is Aguero to to um, Aubameyang, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean Lacazette's blanked two weeks in a row as well. You know, mm-hmm. so um, you know, there, I mean, Lukaku isn't even starting right now. Um, Harry the, Kane is yeah. completely off form. Jamie Vardy does not look like the same player. He also came off the bench this game week. Yeah. So there is some yeah. concern too that the worm is turning for Arsenal, and uh, you know the fixtures are turning. Is Arsenal? This is pure speculation, um, sure. but will Arsenal be exposed for the frauds that they are? And Aubameyang, for his consistent delivery, he's he's basically just scoring on every shot he takes. He's he's being set up by his teammates <laughs> yeah. for for uh, pretty pretty yeah. big chances, but the, it, it it it's hardly sustainable. He's a lethal striker who's at you know the peak of his career. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if he won the Golden Boot this year. I mean, I, I you know it's not like I, any of this is like stunning or 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 ridiculous, you know. But um, yeah, I, I still prefer Aguero, and maybe I'm just being stubborn, but that's that's how I feel. Yeah, it just seems like if you're looking at stats and team stats and just the likelihood of where goals are going to come from, it's still all the signs point to Aguero. He's on the most attacking team with that is just crushing the entire league on the stats pages. And even though Aguero's finding it a little tricky to find the back of the net right now, he still is the most likely. Uh, we're on to part three, the lightning round, Brandon. As always, as never, actually, uh, short answers, uh, short and snappy answers to short and snappy questions. Uh, FPL Singh says, is Pogba a real option for FPL? One word answer, Brandon. Whew, maybe. I was going to say no. <laughs> Not at $8 million. I mean, uh, uh, How many pens can they get this season? Like This can't keep happening, right? They can't keep getting pens. Yeah, and it's not your favorite thing for Pogba to be on your team for him to get a pen and then miss it only to score a goal. You're not maximizing your points there. The thing that the thing that makes me err toward maybe yes is 
Pogba is finally becoming that talismanic leader of the team. And uh, I don't know. He, he hadn't he gone seven scoreless matches before this. You know, I, I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not feeling it with Pogba, and especially not when you get Anthony Marshall for for point six cheaper. Yeah, again, but going to the uh, the the tried and true Mesut Ozil conspar- comparison, it's like when everything is going right for Pogba, then right. he's a great FPL asset. But the odds of that happening, this is what I was saying about Martial as well. So, right, uh, but, it's uh, too streaky. Yeah. FPL Llama Liverpool defense hokey cokey continues. Are Allison and Robertson the only options? Maybe just Allison. Maybe just Allison. No, uh, Robertson is not a problem. Um, and also the same could be said of Mendy. If Mendy ends up, uh, you know, getting on the you've been bad list and has to start on the bench a few times, the FPL output you're still going to get from these guys, even missing a few game weeks, is astronomical. Al- Alonzo, right. r- the whole Ram uh, lineup. If these guys miss a few weeks, they're still crushing every other defender in terms of point output. So I'm not concerned there. And um, I guess you have to throw Van Dyke in the mix just because of his consistency of starts. But it looks like attacking output from him is not going to happen. So, yeah, I guess just for value, then you say Allison. But yeah. for best asset, it's Robertson. Van Dyke got he got closer than he has. Like he, he had a couple chances in this match, but yeah, I still mean, just, no you know, league yeah. goal for Liverpool for Van Dyke. The I don't think continues. so. Yeah, uh, Zoltan Vaga says, "Would you drop Lacazette for Arnie or some other cheaper forward? Would it allow me to do Trent Alexander Arnold to Mindy? Mm. Uh, I don't know if that's for a four. If that's a, I wouldn't do that for a minus four, certainly. Um, if you banked two transfers, then I think that's pretty sexy. Laka to Arnie yeah. and Trent yeah. to Mendy. I like that. Yeah. I guess Arnie was just sick, too. I know his knee, but his knee hasn't bothered him. It just feels like he's like a little snake bitten this year, although he, yeah. I don't know, he's, st- he's still knocking in the goals. But um, yeah, I guess that's fine. I, I really like Lacazette's fixtures after this game week, though. Um, I yeah. mean, I, I don't. I, I really would love to have him for um, for game weeks uh, twelve and thirteen, uh, Wolves and Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. So um, I, you know, they they play Spurs and Man United back to back in fourteen and fifteen, and they play Liverpool in game week thir- eleven. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd. Uh, I don't know if I'd make those moves or not. To be honest. I, yeah, I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting. Uh, I'm getting antsy now. You hearing you just talk about it. We'll, we'll walk it back. It's less sexy. Rich Kauser says, how long do we wait for KDB and is Salah essential again? Rich, wait till KDB starts a game, okay? <laughs> Let's wait till he starts one game in the Premier League and then I'll consider bringing him Everyone team. very excited to get KDB in their teams. But yeah, hold, hold your yeah, horses. Overly yeah. excited in my opinion. Similar question, Sean number one and uh, asks, obviously, Salah is an improvement on Mane, but trying to fit KDB in... To Salah, Hazard, Aguero, and a good defense, is it worth keeping Mane uh, to easy, more easily fit in KDB? The question that Sean is asking is, I want KDB, but I don't have Salah. Maybe I just keep Mane for Liverpool coverage so I can do KDB. I don't know. I'm just not like as in love with KDB as everybody else is. So... I mean, he like came off like a pretty bad knee injury. His minutes are clearly being managed. Uh, they still have Champions League matches to play this fall. I, I don't know. It just doesn't. Uh, Ten million for a guy who you know might only get fifteen minutes, and you know some of these fixtures, it, it just just isn't hugely appealing to me. So you know that's that's kind of where I am with him. 
Another lightning round question. Pierre, I think we've kind of covered this in our earlier discussion. Are Laka and Richarlison sellable at this time? Is Mane enough? All right. Quick game of buy, sell, hold, Josh. Lacazette. Okay. All right. Uh, hold. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy, but I would hold. Yeah, I think we agreed that Richarlison is a hold if you already have at yeah. this time. Yeah. And uh, this, I love this, is, it's just a very abstract question. Is Mane enough? <laughs> I love inform Mane. I love yeah. the way he scores goals when he's in form. He just rips the ball. I agree. Um, yeah. If I had yeah, Mane, I would, I, I'd feel pretty excited about that performance over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. For obvious reasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and he kind of got a rest last weekend too, right? So uh, FPL Nick says, uh, Patricio to Fabianski. It's our final question for this game. Uh, goalkeeper. Move always a luxury move, but uh, yeah. fa- I like Fabianski. Great save machine. West Ham doesn't have the best defense, but they're coming into it. I feel like West Ham's defense is among the like it's one of the most improved awards over the last few weeks. Yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, the, no, I, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't do that move. I mean, Patricia's a great keeper. Wolves defense have been fantastic this year. They do have two difficult fixtures, but you have to you have to view every goalkeeper transfer through a long lens. And you know, once they get to these next two fixtures, it's 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 a pretty nice run, like through game week twenty nine, basically. You know, yeah. like just a, just a couple bad ones in there. You know, so I, I just don't. It does, it's not hugely appealing. I mean, it's annoying to have to go through these next two difficult fixtures. But I'm actually uh, Maddie D is uh, starting in my eleven right now this weekend. I mean. I certainly didn't see anything from Spurs that made me think that it was a, a huge mistake to start him, you know, at home in that game. And uh, the, a lot of the attacking chances against Brighton came from Matt Doherty. So, yeah, could have uh, had a brace. Yeah. But speaking of Brighton, just let's spare a thought for the Brighton defensive bandwagon that's building. Duffy yeah, and a lot yeah. of people's thoughts, incredible run for them coming up. Everton, Cardiff, Leicester, Huddersfield, Crystal Palace. They're turning into that sort of a Burnley of old clean sheet machine mid-table side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, you know, Everton is kind of tempting too as a, as a defensive team. Uh, I feel like uh, it's Peter, Peter Blake on Twitter has been really big upping them of late. I, I think I'm finally starting to come around a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, there's some interesting, I, I actually, if they were cheaper, I wish they had like one cheap way into that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's like a little too expensive. Dinier, how much is Dinier? He's, he's been serving in lots of tasty crosses. 4.8. A little too much. <laughs> I want 4.5. All right. So uh, any news of Game Week 11? What's your bus team looking like? Who's your Who's your captain? Yeah, let's look at let's look at that bus team real quick. Uh, all right, I have my captain on Aguero. I've got Hazard as my vice. Uh, we didn't really talk about Hazard at all. It's just too early to know what the deal is there. Um, I like the way my starting eleven looks. To be honest, I'm starting Fabianski this weekend. Um, I mean, if Arnie's healthy, if Mitro can recover, I've got, I've got Kennedy in my starting eleven. The bench is weak, so I you know I'd be worried if, if anyone from my starting eleven didn't play, I'd be a little worried. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know the Madison is the player I'm actually considering moving out because um, I just really. Um, I just I did not like how deep he played in that team and how little his teammates seemed to want to give him the ball. 
just I don't think he's popular, Brandon. I think he's a <laughs> he's a very yeah, unpopular yeah. in that squad. Yeah, I don't know. They yeah. they they are playing Cardiff. I I don't know. There are some rumblings or concerns that maybe this fixture gets moved because Leicester obviously have bigger priorities at the moment. Hmm. So I guess keep your uh, ears tuned for information there. But is that true? I, I hadn't heard that. I that's, mean, it's it's just it's just hey, could this be a possibility? There have been no um, legitimate reports that this is on the table. But cons- right. considering what that town and what that club are having to deal with right now, um, yeah. I think they're probably just gonna. Uh, I don't know. I I'm not move, qualified to speak to these things. Yeah, I could move Madison to Richarlison. Wouldn't that be a sick move? Wouldn't that be? <laughs> that'd be, that'd be sickening. I, would, but, you I know, feel ill. Sometimes those be. are. I did that with uh, with Zlatan a couple seasons ago. Sometimes yeah, you just have true. to admit when you make a mistake. Yeah, I, that is true. Actually, yeah, and this, yeah, I mean, Gilfie would be tempting as well. So, yeah, here's my uh, here's my trick with yeah. my bus team is. Phil Billing, who uh, he's been my man. He's been my little pet project this season. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, consistent starts. People seem to like his his attacking play, but Huddersfield are yep. pretty crap. This is uh-huh. a home fixture for Huddersfield against the yep. p- perhaps a crapper team than them, especially at the moment. Do, do I start Phil Billing? Uh, in game week 11. Over, over who? Who would you start him over? I guess I'd have to start him over Ryan Fraser, uh, who's at home to Manchester United. But that that seems insane. Can't do that. The only way I start billing, I guess, is if I go five in the midfield. Or maybe Hazard really does have an injury that keeps him out for another game week, and then he slots in nicely there. Yeah, hopefully we get some news on that front. I, I guess I would hold for another week uh, if he was out, but it would be very frustrating. That would not be what I would want to do. I mean, that's a lot of money to to hold if he's out for a while. But um, it doesn't sound that bad, right? I mean, sorry was no. talking after yeah. the game like like he's hoping to have him ready for next weekend. And <laughs> if so, Eden Hazard at home to Crystal Palace is – Okay, let's say he is fully cleared, mm-hmm. right? Let's say he trains Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Looks like he's totally good to go. He is arguably a better captain option than Aguero, right? I mean, it's like mm. it's really close. It really is. Close. It's very close. I agree. Um, home form for Aguero. Aguero is notoriously good at at the Etihad. So. I right. I still think Aguero wins out for me with a fit and firing Hazard this week. Has not has not got a home match without scoring this season. Yeah, uh, actually, no, that's not true. Uh, he did it twice, but <laughs> he did, he did get. I really should have looked at the numbers first. Of that, he did uh, pick up attacking returns in both those matches, though. So um, we had two two assists in the Fulham game, and yeah. Uh, and then uh, an assist in the Newcastle. Maybe match, he's so. the safer uh, option, yeah. and that that's not really. Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. that's not a fun thing to do to go with the safer option. What about right. Solace? Is Solace gaining form? We're saying yeah. maybe he's essential now in the game. Thirteen million. What's the point of having this guy if you can't captain him? Arsenal's defense. I mean, we, you could, yeah, you, you you could captain him. I mean, I, I like all three of them, but uh, I yeah. Right now, right now, Aguero seems like the best pick. Hazard is a close second, assuming he's healthy, and then I, I put Salah third, um, and then uh, obviously Kennedy is fourth. 
You know, I mean, mm. uh, if he doesn't, yeah. if he doesn't get a hat trick, I would be devastated. Why not triple? I mean, why not triple cap Kennedy? What's what's giving you pause? Uh, nothing, actually. Uh, I'm going to change it as we talk. And uh, <laughs> yeah, best of luck. Triple cap active. <laughs> Those tiny little shin pads of his. I know. Jeez. I mean, their fixtures are so good, right? Watford, Bournemouth, and West Ham at home in three of the next four. I've got to get something from this guy, right? <laughs> you would think. You would think. <laughs> I mean, you would think. I don't know. Uh, geez. That, the, the Newcastle season only starts when John Joe Shelby scores a 30-yard screamer. And that <laughs> that know. will be like the, the gun going off to start a marathon. And, and <laughs> only when that happens will Newcastle actually get some points on the board. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna happen eventually. Uh, I, yeah, I, I need that Kennedy Mudo play to the, the link up play to finally work out. All right, well, that's the podcast, Brandon. Uh, good luck to everybody this weekend. And uh, again, this is uh, we're starting up a new retro shirt contest uh, for uh, for November. That'll start this week. So if you want to become a Patreon and become part of that, win a free retro kit as provided by Starting Eleven, then. Um, and we hope you'll do so. If you want to participate in our knockout week, you also want to join uh, this week. So it's almost like a mini pledge week for us, Brian. If you've been thinking about becoming a Patreon supporter, this is the week to do it. We got a new contest launching. We got two new contests launching. Um, I'm putting the one uh, eight hundred number up on the screen right now, so please call <laughs> yeah. in right away. But just yeah, visit Patreon.com/slash Always Cheating. You can learn a little bit more about us and why we're why we're even uh, doing this uh, Patreon. Uh, so, uh, producer thank yous, uh, Mike DePietro, Stephen Toomey, Sam Streak, Jacob Roberts, Nick Costello, Carl Rasmus, Lenny Grindley, Chris Howell, Rafai Khan, Martin Savage, Rick Brailsford, Jim Payne, Adam Benjamin, Max Chamberlain, Brian T., and Trevor Ingerson. Brandon, we also put out the call last week to uh, producers. Each producer, uh, each of our producers gets a chance to pick a topic for a Patreon exclusive podcast. Uh, and uh, three, I think it's. Uh, I think Rafa Khan, um, uh, Jacob Roberts, and uh, Brian T. all gave us some suggestions, so we're going to try to put those into motion in the next uh, uh, the next couple of weeks. Tre- Trevor also submitted the slice of life uh, request, so uh, you're, yes. you're you're on, Trevor. The rest of you producers, you're on notice. Get in touch. All right, don't forget to subscribe to Always Cheating or iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Acast, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, wherever it is you get your podcasts, except for Spotify. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. That would be so cool of you. Follow us on Twitter, at HailCheaters, Facebook.com, slash AlwaysCheating. Email us with your very lengthy missives, at HailCheaters at gmail.com. Or just visit our website where all this information is available at your fingertips. Have you been to the website recently, Josh? Uh, within the last week, I would say. That's great. Our, our traffic, our traffic showed that you were there. <laughs> you were the <laughs> my, one. My IP address. <laughs> <Yeah. showed up. laughs> Go to com. All right. Great. Yeah. Good luck to everyone this weekend. Thanks again to Wayne Walsh, Joe, and Brian Fay for becoming new Patreon supporters. Uh, hail Lester.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.